0: <laughs> oh, 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 oh. No, just... oh. I don't know what that is What's oh, a super kick Welcome to the show. Extra content this week as I promised. And first of all, let's start off with congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers. How about that? I couldn't say it on Saturday when I recorded my show because they hadn't won. You know, even though I actually asked MJ and uh, I said Lakers in six, I actually thought for sure they were going to win in five. But Jimmy Butler, he's just a man's man. And he, he willed his team to two wins, and, um, what else can you say about that guy, um, I, I don't talk to many people about sports, I just don't care to get into debates, and, in like, me and MJ can have those conversations, because we're not debating or arguing, it's just our opinion, you know, um, but, uh, I, I really, I really thought the Lakers would win, I'm not a fan of, uh, Anybody on the team, like I'm just just an admirer, and congratulations to them, LeBron James, to uh, the year they've had, the year we've had, you know. And uh, I think a lot of times we get so caught up in the debate, we can't enjoy the great enjoy greatness. And obviously, I don't want to get too much into WWE because this, this, this show was about AEW and uh, praising ten moments that I really enjoy. I, I think they're their top ten, they're top ten moments. Feel free, free, to disagree. Download the show, comment, um, send me an email, whatever. Um, but to me, that's how I felt about Sean. That's excuse me, that's Sean. That's about CM Punk. Um, I, which is why I'm so glad I had a chance to do have a do-over of sorts with Daniel Bryan. Uh, what I mean is, um, I was so I, I was such a fan of CM Punk's from his ROH days. From the day I put him on the map to me was the Samoa Joe matches. Now Samoa Joe will have had the run of his life in ROH, and I can do a whole sh- an entire show, just off of Samoa Joe, and I'm a huge fan. Like he's one of the few wrestlers that I have not met that I want to meet. they um, have been so fortunate to me. A lot of wrestlers that I super that I really admire. I actually met CM Punk this year at C2E2 when I was working it by complete accident. <laughs> It was completely an accident. I was walking by a booth before I had to hit a panel, do a panel. And uh, as they said, Pro Wrestling T, CM Punk. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, what is he going to be here? It's like like in 20 minutes. Like, oh, and the line wasn't long. Yet. It, it got to be long. Um, but it wasn't long yet or anything. And I was just kind of like, why not? You know, he signed something for me, took a pitch with me. So that was cool. But to me, I, I couldn't enjoy him because I was always just over angry about the booking and because of that it helped me so much because now the kind of wrestling fan i am i'm still a lifer but i just don't care enough about me fancy booking because it's not about me but also i've had some experience in the industry now you know working with uh rocky mountain pro in colorado and seeing how the behind the scenes works and stuff and dude things change so much and we can bash Vincent man and he deserves it um but it's, like, one of those things where, dude, we were never going to get what we wanted to uh, Punk. We just weren't. Now, Daniel Bryan is, I don't know, I would say appreciated to the point where I think he has some creative input. You know, like, his whole last entire WWE run, title run as a heel was amazing. And the fact that he was a guy to pass it on to Kofi, I mean, that's something that Kofi will always live in, will always, uh, uh, and he will always have that. And, and to me, could have beat a better guy. So, but it was. This is about, to me, in my opinion, the whole point of that was to say we're so de- caught up in debating who was the greatest that how many people got to enjoy Kobe Bryant during his greatness. I'm sure his teammates thought he was a terrorist, <laughs> but can we just enjoy LeBron James at his height and him having four championships now, four finals MVPs, Well, you think he's better Jordan, that doesn't matter. Just enjoy the moment. Most of the people that actually were alive and got to see Michael Jordan, how many of them enjoyed the greatness or just debated or just hated? You know, I was never a Jordan fan. Um, MJ knows this. I was always a Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille oneal got me into basketball, and as his career dwindled down, my my interest in the product dwindled. But I was always a shot guy. I was never a team. It was never like a team. It was always, for something about Shaquille O'Neal it was just so captivating to me, and I just loved it. Uh, and um, so I was. Anytime they played, I was against it. But I still appreciated Michael Jordan. You know, like to me, you, you could call me. It doesn't matter to me. You know, you, you like who you like. You feel what you feel. The same way my top five wrestlers will never be your top five wrestlers. I guarantee if you look at my top ten wrestlers, they're going to be completely different than what you think. Like me and MJ just talked about Mount Rushmore of um, of basketball players. And I, actually, surprisingly enough, him and I have the same uh, Mount Rushmore um, except for one person. Um, he has Shaq, Allen Iverson, and LeBron. So do I. Where we differ is he has Jordan on his, and I have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on mine. Either way, you can't go wrong. So, anyways, um, just congratulations to them. I couldn't say it on Saturday yet, and um, I'm so glad I'm doing this show now for extra content for uh, Wednesday, the year anniversary of Dynamite. I'm looking forward to watching it, every second of it. AEW has been, for me, an enjoyable breath of fresh air. Um, For as much as I watch New Japan... Because, uh, I get, it, because I have a, I do have a subscription to their service, but because I get so free time to really indulge in them, and it's just easier to get AEW content, and and because I have, it's easier to follow a lot of their talent. Like, Abaddon was with Rocky Mountain Pro, so I got to actually watch her there, you follow what I'm saying? So, seeing that all this type of stuff, it's just easier to follow it. But I still enjoy New Japan. But AEW, and it obviously helps. I'm a huge Cody fan. Huge Cody fan. So, um, to see him become a megastar, in my opinion, is amazing. Um, but, yeah. Um, anyways, last last on the Lakers. They are 17 World Championships tied with Boston. They're four away from Ric Flair's record supposedly, <laughs> I just had to do that job, I always think it's funny when people get angry when you say that, but no, this here is a top 10 moments, there may be a match in here, I'm looking at my list now, I don't think there is an actual match in here, um, there is a match, yes, um, but to me, it's more of moments that just to me, just set AEW apart, and it's the reason why we watch it. So, this show won't be too long, you know, but I'm going to go into detail why I enjoyed the moment. And I'm actually going to go in order of how I wrote it because I actually wrote it down But I, did, I had 10, right? Number 10, one through, three, 1 through 10. And I just wrote them down in, a mem- in in my memory of how I remembered them. So, this is not in any particular order. Like, there's no 1 to 10, like, oh, this is my, my favorite to least. It's, it's just, this is how I remembered them in order. So, number one. Mr. Brody Lee destroys Cody. Um, to me that was so shocking. It was so daring. It was so captivating. It was so important for Brody Lee, who came in. We all knew he was gonna be there. And there was really there was no fans. So him immediately getting an AEW World Championship match, him losing to John Moxley, him having the dark order, and it's kinda like, uh, and people are <sighs> People are back and forth on the Dark Order. To me, it's just, it's they have so many stables that they needed a Brody Lee. But um, I can do with or without it. But I, I loved Brody Lee since uh, that ladder match he had with Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship uh, in WWE. And I've been a fan of his since. And um, I was always a fan, but I mean, that's what made me even more of a fan and want to see him succeed, I guess. Um, but having this moment. A sh- shocking moment where they where they just take out everybody. Yeah, he just lost the AEW TNT Championship, but to me, this put him on an upward trajectory because now this lets everyone know if Cody could be taken out, and we all know why I was taken out. He was recording some type of footage uh, or film, or whatever, with Stephen Amell. But the the bottom line is if he, if you could take Cody out, and pretty much Cody dropped, you know. Anyone can be taken out. And it was such destruction. Cody got in one hit and then just got destroyed. Um, and to, even in the dog collar match they had, I said this the other day on the, on the show, I, like it was still a fight. Cody just didn't come in and take his belt back. He paid the cost to be the boss, you know. So, to me, that was one of the top ten moments of the year just because it was so shocking. And, how it, came, and it came out of nowhere. No one was expecting that, dude. I mean, I mean, I, I I even went and looked to see if like anyone was expecting Cody to leave, and no, nothing. So uh, to me, that was a very important moment, very entertainment moment in the first year of Dynamite. Remember, this is the first year of Dynamite, not AEW. AEW goes back to I believe, uh, what, Oh not all out, uh, Double or Nothing, it, it, like six months before, but Dynamite was in October, so all these things took place on Dynamite number two we continue with Cody getting a beat down the 10 lashes from Mjf to me I can still watch this moment even though I know what's gonna happen it was so captivating he takes the first two or three he's just taking ah! and then the more the longer it goes on it reminded me of ECW when Dreamer, just got the hell beat out of him. He was a white meat baby face. No one liked him. And he just... He took those... Oh, my God. He took those Singapore king, Singapore king shots. And he just... Oh, his back was bleeding. It was terrifying to watch for, for a young slow chemical. But this... This was, for me, so powerful. Because then you had Brandy come out, who was a heel at the time. I guess they kind of, like, killed that. But, um... This was so important, and Cody, the sympathy he got, the, 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 and, and, and just the crowd was quiet. And he's, remember now, AEW doesn't have the WWE fan, most of the WWE fan base. WWE fan base has hardcores, but mostly, in my opinion, mostly people who are just diehards and are used to them, you know? Uh, but, like, they they, don't, they they may have the marks but they have the, the smart marks, uh, or whatever term you want to use, to where th- it's hard to please them. That's who AEW fans are: are the smart marks. Where that's what we're gonna, that's a term we're gonna use, even though I don't like it. They, they had the entire crowd, crowd quiet because they see that this man, they see what he's doing, not just for the match, but for his company, for the fans. Like this was pure entertainment all the way through. It was brutal as hell. And for MJF then to kick him in the nuts at the end of it and run away, just like the coward he is. You have most of the elite on the outside. They were just like, Cody, you only have so much more to go. You got to do this. And then to have brain say, if I could do this, I would. But you have one more. One more. It To me, it was so captivating and so important. And, um, dude, it just... I know Cody is very divisive. I get it. Some people like him, some people don't. Where this came from, I don't know. Because one minute, these fans are like, hey, Cody deserves better. He's in stardust. Next minute, he's doing his thing, and you actually have his personality. I guess people just don't like his personality. I guess people don't, I mean, how many people, let's be honest. All cards on the table at the moment. Oh, always. Fuck it. Uh, how, how many, do you actually think Cody wakes up every morning next to that beautiful wife of his, him being a, a vice president of a wrestling company, do you think he actually truly cares that um, that he, that you that you're mad? Do <laughs> you think he cares? You know what I'm saying? Like to me, I, I think he's just like, look here, I'm gonna do my, the best I can to provide the best entertainment I can, and to me, I, I just think he's great at it. And these certain, once again, you can say a lot about the TNT Open Champ a challenge. Anytime you have a, an open challenge with one person doing it, it's so hard to make it entertaining every week when you know who's going to win. John Cena was able to do that somehow, even though we all knew he was going to win. I think just the talent he had in there with him. We knew Sami Zayn was going to lose to him. We knew uh, Cesaro was going to ultimately lose to him. But he, Cena, just let's just be honest. Cena just got better. And he got so much be to me, he I, I call it the Shawn Michaels factor, to where even if you know the outcome, they can he, he got he got so good, Cena did, to where you had the hope factor. You were sniffing the hope in him because you wanted to see him get beat, but you're like, dang, he's so good at this. I don't want you had he had you teetering. So um, but to me that that was another captivating moment. Number three I wrote down, Moxley. Turns down Jericho's offer to join the inner circle. This was just pure entertainment. And to me, I get that some people don't like having two WWE guys headline and blah, blah, blah. But I just don't think your first two AEW champions could have been anybody else. Like, to me, I think MJF will get beaten. Either either MJF or Kenny Omega will be the next one to get the title. But to me, I just don't think... No, I know that you didn't have the Kenny Omega, the... Uh, the, the uh, the, the cleaner that you had in New Japan at the time. They weren't utilizing him like that. He was putting a lot of people over in order to make sure that they felt just as important in AEW. You know, he knew what he had to do. You know, that's why, we, that's why you don't have the Young Bucks as the, the tag team champions. here. They know how important this company is in growth and not just putting themselves over. They're not pulling a Vern Gagne in AEW. So, to me, the first two champions had to be these guys. And they had to collide. And to me, just... Having the whole celebration and Jericho thinking that he has oh a little bit of blah you know and all that stuff and for him to say I'm not joining a little stupid group and then, then him to crack him over the head with the gimmick bottle and then him with double arm DT it was, to me it was that was another great moment I I really I, believe it or not when I wrote down this three this one for me was divisive because for as much as I as much as I enjoyed it. I was like, "Is this a top moment?" And I could, and this would be the only one I would take out if I had to take one out, just because I think we've seen it before, especially with these two, because they, they had a long-standing program in WWE, you know. But to me, I thought it was just important for where Moxley and Jericho were both going. Um, but if I had to take one out, it would be this. So number four, another Cody. But this time, it's that brawl B- with Cody, DDP, MJF, Dustin. They all brawl with the inner circle. This is when MJF was still a face before he turned heel on on uh, Cody. And you, you have Cody out there talking and talking about the invisible wall. And Jericho's up there just talking trash. And he ends up taking the scarf and breaking the glass. And then you have Jim Ross with one of the best lines. They did it in dipping Dots. You know, it was just great. Um... For me personally, uh, I just I just enjoyed this moment. And then you know, Jericho didn't cry. I bought a ticket. I bought a ticket. Just, it was, to me, it, that Cody, once again, this is proof of why Jericho had to be the first AEW heavyweight champion. Him and Cody going back and forth. And, and him then talking, and you just see the chemistry with everybody. To me, it was so important, the people that Jericho worked with and the people he still worked with. I know some people don't like how he lost to Orange Cassie. Look here. I've already said to you just this past week that Jericho is my top guy of all time. To me, this is what, where he is. This is the same guy lost to Fandango, and nothing came out of it. Think about what came out of this. Cody became even more beloved in on his fan base, even more of a star. MGF became the hated, most hated man in wrestling. The most hated man in wrestling. And and, and then you move on to, to him and Moxley and it just put Moxley on another on another level because now he's just winning world championships and it shows how important of a signing he is. So I don't know, but to me that brawl was so entertaining. And from the promo to the the brawl and just everyone that just kept coming out. And yeah, DDP was random, but is it really random when you see his connection to the Rhodes family? It's not. Dusty was the one that gave DDP a chance. He said in this whole thing. He's always said any interview he could. Without Dusty, there is no DDP. So, with that, that's number four. Number five. This one would have had tons, tons more impact that there are fans, but it was so important to me to put this on here because I think it was still a cool Way to go, Matt Hardy's debut in AEW, and um, you just have Vanguard 1 coming, and you have Jericho and Air Circle just looking there, and, and even Jericho, another Jericho, I mean, we have what, 40, there's 4 Cody moments on here so far, but just as many Cody moments, there's at least, what, 2 or 3 Jericho moments, yeah, 3 Jericho moments, um, to me, after Matt was just really terribly used, and, once again, if this was the slow chemical of eight, nine, ten years ago, I would rant all day of the, how they did not use uh, Matt Hardy right after he came. Matt Hardy was probably, arguably, the hottest free agent in professional wrestling after he went to Impact and reinvented his career with the the broken stuff. And I am once again, once again, being fair. At the time, TNA Anthem, they were being, you know, uh, very special people, <laughs> and um, they—they were—they were trying to make sure that no one succeeded outside. They were mad because they weren't getting the viewership. And look here, at that time, TNA had gotten better, but because of their history, no one trusted them, and who would trust them? It's like, to me, the way I see it is, like, with them, it's a significant other cheating on you. You've been with them for 10 years. they cheat on you once. You forgive them. Like, all right, whatever. We all make mistakes. They cheat on you twice. All right, oh, maybe I need to get out of this. They cheat on you three times. You are fine. look here, I need to have some respect for myself. I think I'm moving on. And that's what happened so many times. Because TNA just was not good. Impact was just not good. You know, and we don't spar that now and all other stuff, but... He was one of the hottest guys. And I can't blame WWE for not wanting to use the broken stuff at first. But once they got, once TNA, once Anthem, once Impact, whoever, dropped all suits and say, hey, all these characters can then take their creative stuff and go, they had leeway to use some great, great stuff. It didn't have to be Woken. Uh, it could still been broken. But I don't think WWE has always, I don't think they've ever truly understood Matt Hardy. I think they've understood Jeff Hardy because Jeff, to me, is more of a guy that's. I don't need much cre- creative input. Um, just tell me what to do, and I'll do it. And Jeff has even said that like before they would do big matches, him he would look at Matt and say, "Hey, man, what, what what am I jumping off of tonight?" You know, Matt's always been the creative force, and that's fine. Um, but to me, once again, this like Brody Lee's intro, like Brody Lee's introduction to AEW, would have been so much more impactful with fans. Man, we lost. So many great moments. I feel so, so bad for a lot of these guys. Like Drew McIntyre winning his WWE championship with no fans. Roman Reigns turning heel. Oh, God, what a well loud crowd that would have been. But, you know, we're, we're going to get back to that. You know, uh, I don't know when, but we'll get back to that. So, anyways, that is number five. Matt Hardy's debut in AEW. Number six. I had to combine this one because it's been so many of them. Sammy Guevara's Bumps. <laughs> All Sammy Gavara's crazy bumps have to be highlighted. Whether it's the golf cart where <laughs> Kenny Omega and Mario are chasing him down, he, I don't know how he did hurt himself in that. He, this this guy's a madman. Or whether it's freaking—I can't say the one, the other one where Kenny Omega did the the uh, his finishing move off the top in the stadium stand because that was our pay-per-view technically um but you have that one you have the, the tag team battle royal where you pull the shelton benjamin and jumps off the ropes and gets super kicked by nick jackson i uh, know it was matt jackson that thing. and just as well as shelton sold it years ago boy oh boy did he sell it. his knee his knees buckled he was a midair with his knees buckling Oh, sweet Jesus, what a bump that was. But I had to mix them all together. Any bump that Sammy Sammy Guevara took this year was freaking nuts on Dynamite. You know, it was, and and that's the thing. You would normally think these bumps were, like, for the pay-per-views. Think about it. AEW has four shows a year. So how many bumps can you take at the show? So all these things happen on Dynamite, so I had to log them all in. But num- that's number six. I just had to give it this dude. It- this guy is a madman, and um, I do hope he wins more matches. Um, I-, I-, I think it's just important. I don't know how long the air Circle is going to be together, but they need to start winning some more feuds. I think I have. I don't know if putting the tag team championships on them will help. Maybe a TNT title. Even though I, f- I kind of get the feeling that Cody's going heel, and that TNT title, I. I- has Darby Allen written all over it, man. It really does. But think about that. That's the first feud they both had in this company was Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. Imagine that feud over the TNT Championship. You raise the stakes of championships on the line. I'm all for it. So, number seven. How about that Cody promo before Jericho, that match with Jericho? <sighs> that was a... If that was a pulpit, he was preaching, man. He, he, it was... A great promo. I've got to mess up one of his lines, but to me, it was a powerful line. He said, "It took me years to go from desire, undesirable to desired or whatever." And I, I I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because I remember when Cody first debuted. He was with uh, Bob Holly, and I remember I used to go to these wrestling parties or whatever with some people, or whatever. And like they would have, they would host it at their place, and you, you know, pay like five, ten bucks and whatever. Fuck. And um, I remember seeing Cody, and he didn't look special. You know, he wasn't a gold dust. He wasn't a dusty. He just was white (laughs) with black hair and and, and an armband and, you know, nothing special. I remember him and Bob Holly won the tag team championships. And I looked over at a a homie of mine at the time. I was like, yo, John, like, this dude's going to be something. He was like, you think so? I was like, I don't know. He's... I just liked him, you know, and but this promo, my God, the crowd went crazy. He was passionate. Uh, Some you you can't make this stuff up. You just can't. Um, it was so good. And I think that match with, I think the promo with him and Jericho. I think that whole that whole program was so important. And to me, even though. I, I, I didn't think he was going to beat Jericho. I really didn't. Especially when they made the stipulation he can't go for the, the, the world championship anymore. I knew he wasn't winning that. But to me, there was something different. There was something... I don't know. It was just something in that program that was so important for Cody. To to Even if you were a, a, a not a fan, a hater, whatever you want to call it. I just think think it it sold the match, which is obviously their job, but it was just so important. So that is number seven. And believe it or not, for you Cody haters, that's the last Cody on this list. So there you go. Number eight. How about the week before the Stadium Stampede match, which I still think was an entertaining match? You have the hangman, Adam Page. Doing this hundred yard dash in cowboy boots, all to do a freaking clothesline. He came in like a complete badass. When crowds get, when full crowds get back in, and Florida's allowing this, so I don't know how long it's gonna be before you see a full crowd at uh, Daly's place. Um, But, dude, when crowd, he he was clearly him. I would say in wrestling. Before this whole thing happened, Hangman Page was the most over guy. They, that was even though I, even though Cody was bargain as number one, he was number two. The Adam Page, um, there was, he just connected with the fans. He was drinking beer out of their thing or whatever, blah blah blah, uh, out of their cups. Um, he was getting the loudest pops. You know, um, that's going to happen again. Especially now, this whole thing with his, him being out of the elite, he's he's kind of lost in the shuffle. And to me, I'm okay with him being lost in the shuffle until he gets until they have a clear direction with him. Because I don't know what to do with them. Do you put him in the TNT Championship hunt? I mean, he's clearly in the TNT Title Tournament. Um, oh, excuse me, yeah, the, the World Championship Tournament, um, which I don't know who's gonna win because supposedly I think that the finals match will happen at full gear, uh, which is in November. Um, But I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know that he is going to be a future World Heavyweight Champion. And to me, personally, what I would do is just be fun. First of all, I will give Kenny Omega that championship. I would let Kenny Omega go on a year-long run with that belt. No one can beat him. He is the cleaner again, and Adam Hangman Page takes it from him. And to me, the person that should take it from Hangman is MJF. That's like a year and a half away. You know, um, I know some people don't want to wait for that long. But, dude, you can do so many things with MJF. Like I said, to me, the TNT Championship, not saying you have to play hot potato with it. But that title is is so important because you can play with it. You can do little things with it. You can have Darby Allin beat Cody Ford. And then Darby Allin goes on a run where maybe Sammy Guevara, Guevara can't beat him, but MJF cheats to beat him, and then all of a sudden you have MJF in that, you can keep him out of that page for a good while, you know, out of that picture for a good while, but, um, that 100-yard dash was something, he was, he was, he came off, he came off as, as a complete badass, even in the match, I know it didn't have it on dynamite, but I mean, him just coming in on a freaking horse, you know, I'm so looking, so looking forward to Unrivaled to the action figures, I did get Wave 1, with the exception of Brandy, I I refuse I absolutely and by the way I'm an actual collector. Anyone that knows me could knows me could tell you that. Um, but uh I'm looking forward to arrival to the cause hangman page is gonna be in there. I do I'm so looking forward to that wave. And I don't know when it's dropping. Supposedly it's supposed to drop in October, but we'll see. Um but anyways, that was number eight. Hangman just um number nine. I know the women's division has been much Much maligned, but to me, this was awesome. Them striking a deal with NWA. Thunder Rosa makes her AEW appearance. Yeah, she lost a match in the end at uh, All Out, but it was fun. And to me, to see these guys working, these companies work together, I didn't keep up with NWA. NWA was so old school. um, I kept up with it, excuse me. But I didn't watch pay-per-views or anything, but to me, they had talent there, they had, they had a ton of talent there, so, um, Thunder Rosa, they get the opportunity, and m- maybe she can work both, I mean, so Billy Corgan just came out and said that NWA is not going anywhere, so, uh, that was exciting, um, I really wanted to put Riho winning the World Championship on this, uh, because that was a surprise, we all, I think everyone thought that, uh, that I forgot her name, her name's drawing a blank now on me, and I, I, I don't want to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up, now, now I, I usually hate doing this, but I'm going to look it up, um, hold on a second, who, who, her, her, her face is right here, her face is right here, Nyla Rose, I think we all thought Nyla Rose was going to win it, but as definitely as a swerve, they had her win it, and um, for sure, uh, to me, that was a surprise, but to me, this was more impactful, because I think it just showed what is willing to do, not just to compete, but to help out other companies and help out other talent, Well, they helped themselves reach their own bottom line as well, so that was number nine. Number ten, to me one of the most important moments in Chris Jericho's career, his first stable, the formation of the Inner Circle, which happened on the very first episode of Dynamite. Uh, They came together on the very first episode of Dynamite at the end of the show, and believe it or not, it's Jericho's first ever stable. Well, you can't count the one he had with Ralph, because that wasn't one. Uh, But to me, being a a longtime Jericho fan, as I said, him and Macho Man are my top, top top-tier guys. Um... It was a surprise, but at the same time, it was like a good surprise. It was like, this is awesome, you know, and and I, I think they need to do more with these guys. They need to win more, personally, but to me, it just just felt great to to see him with these guys, and they've done the, the Brady Bunch parodies and all stuff, and um, I don't know. It just It's just fun. You know, and they've been together for a full year now. Don't know how long this is gonna last. I really don't. You know, maybe a year and a half. Um, but to me, I just think that was such an important moment, and 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 just to see the moments they, these guys have had together. You know, whether it's <laughs> Jericho and Moxley having a match. And uh, which one of it, which one of LAX? I know they not called LAX, but which one of them were took a bump when Aubrey referee Aubrey kicked them out of the match. <laughs> just just seeing these moments and him highlighting these guys is very important. Because to me, I'm am calling them LAX too. LAX is a great tag team. They they didn't get enough love. But once again, tonight this just doesn't have the eyeballs. So, uh, but anyways, that is my top ten. Um, Brody destroying Cody. Cody takes the lashes. Moxley turns down Jericho's offer to be in the inner circle. The brawl that was Cody, DDP, MJF, and Dustin versus the inner circle. Matt Hardy debuts. Sam G- McVar's bumps. Cody's promo before his Jericho match. Uh, Hangman Page doing a 100 yard dash in cowboy boots. Thunder Rosa mixer AEW dynamite uh, debut. And the formation of the inner circle. I would love to know yours. This is coming out on the anniversary. As I record this, it's the night before. It will be out the day of, so you can download this as well. This will be considered episode five, and um, I will bring you some extra content because I actually have some things I'm going to do. I'm doing the boys' review, um, but please check me out on Amazon Prime, Google Play, download. It's on so- SoundCloud as well. Um, Amazon Music, Just it's, it's a free app. All these things are free. Just check me out, download me. Enjoy the show, guys. Enjoy everything about the one-year anniversary of AEW Dynamite.